What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about four reasons why we are not in a housing market bubble. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Josh Zuniga. I am with my co-host, Carl Foran, and today we're going to talk about four reasons why we are not in a housing market bubble. Guys, this is a huge, huge topic that's been on for the since last year, obviously beginning of this year and going on even into the part two of 2021. So let's discuss about what some key indicators are that we are in a housing market bubble. We have definitely been in a boom. Yeah, no doubt, 100%. 100%, we have definitely been in a boom. But is it really a bubble? What really like defines a bubble? Even for well, going- Well, bubble pops. Yeah, right? bubble pops, right? Yeah. Well, we're definitely up on the uptick, and it's been a very linear, gradual uh, exponential, increase. Geez, exponential I mean, increase. Nuts. But even if you go back to like 2008, you know, in that during that time was post, you know, the Great Recession. There was around 9.3 million people that actually went into foreclosure, went into short sale, actually gave their home their home back to the bank. Do you foresee something like that happen again? Probably not. Yeah. You know, I think the fundamentals are a little bit different this time around. And so I happen to have the benefit of selling real estate in that time period. Yeah. And so, you know, back in 2003, 2004, we had something called the Fast and Easy. This is an actual product. Fast so, and Easy loan? Yes. Wow. So it was okay. a no income, no asset loan done by Countrywide. And basically you say, hey, Countrywide, I make $20,000 a month. And they're like, cool. You know, you're a forklift operator making $20,000 a month. Makes sense. Cool. We're good. Um, and they would be buying these homes way over leveraged and didn't have, you know, any kind of verification of funds. They didn't have many assets to back up these mortgage payments. You know, so if anything went wrong, those mortgages defaulted instantaneously. And so that's what, you know, the result of 2008 really was, was just the result of bad underwriting practices, uh, among other things. You know, there's some systematic errors that were made and grading of mortgages that were made, but we don't have that this time around. So, yeah. you know, we've really made a lot of revisions, you know, as far as like the underwriting guidelines are concerned. So we actually have to prove income. We have to actually have our own skin in the game, meaning that we have to have somewhat of a down payment. Uh, we've seen a massive price appreciation over the last really six years. And so people have equity. And I think one of the big questions is, one of the four things is, you know, forbearance. Yep. You know, what does the forbearance game look like? And I think you know, you and I were talking off camera, and there's how many millions of um, units are going up potentially for forbearance? Is it 1.85 million? Yeah, it's around 1.8. 1.8 to 2 million homes are actually going in forbearance. Okay. So you actually hit it on the nose which, as far as Which sounds too. scary. Yeah. But I think 90% of those have 10% or more worth of equity in their home. Yep. So worst case scenario, they throw out the market, and they still walk away with some cash. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still room in there for commissions and title fees and taxes and repairs and all the other stuff in there. So you know, they can still get their way out of it potentially unscathed. Now, you know, the, there's something called the absorption rate, right? And so the absorption rate is kind of a uh, nuance, you know, language that we use to say how long would every house in the market right now take to sell if there were no more houses on the market? And right now, we have an inventory supply of exactly two weeks. You know, so even if we dumped all 1.8, you know, 5 or you know, 2 million homes on the market, all it's going to do is just increase our inventory, you know, supply time. And so, 
you know, there's plenty of room to absorb these into the market. Yeah, and you hit it right on option one, or I say um, point one, to where there's fewer homeowners that are actually in trouble compared to what it was in 2008. Yeah, I mean, we're so not even 20% of not that, Not even right? close. So, so yeah. from 9.3 to, say, potentially 1.8, let's just say 2 million yep. homes. And just like you were saying, that brings us even to, like, option two, okay? Those, those individuals that are in forbearance, they do have a position where they actually have at least 10% of equity yep. in their property. So if any but he can rub two brain cells together, they're gonna to say, yeah, my best option is to sell right now and you know, fix my position, don't go into foreclosure, Cash don't, have, don't yeah. have my um, credit take a hit, and you just restructure life. That is what life's about. You gotta like, start making moves and you gotta pivot every once in a while mm -hmm. because that's what happens. And you guys have to make these moves um, at a significant point in time where you have those conversations with yourself, put the pride aside, and make sure that you are doing what's best for you and best for your family. 100%. Yeah, because uh, even going into like Investopedia here, and they're talking about obviously what's like even the foreclosure rate. I'm taking a look at some of the stats here. We haven't had the stat for 2020 yet, but on average, the foreclosure rate in 2017 was around three, uh, 314,000, then it goes to 280,000, and then 277,000, and the number around 2020 is around the same. So even if you still have like say 13%, of what that 1.8 is, you're still gonna be around 240,000. But even if you were to stack that on the, uh, the foreclosures that we're gonna have normally this year outside of forbearance, it still puts you around almost half a million. It's not a problem. We it's still, yeah, it's still, not gonna make, uh, still not gonna make a difference in what the market is. And we're not gonna see, we may see a little bit of change, but it's not gonna be what we saw in 2008. Would you well, agree? the other thing too, in point number three on this thing is that millennials are entering the market. Right, and so for the first time, we've actually seen millennials get off their damn lazy asses and start buying shit, you know. And so now they're getting educated and they're saying, "Hey, wait a minute, real estate really is a path to, you know, wealth, long-term generational wealth." And so we're seeing more consumers, you know, we're seeing more buyers just as a natural habit of you know millennials buying more stuff, you know. So so very interesting to see you know just the dynamic, and then we have population growth too, you know. So we are getting some people immigrating to the United States. You know, we are seeing, you know, a lot of migration patterns within the United States that are propping up a lot of these other markets. Yeah, it's doing great. So just to recap, guys, we have um, the first indicator was there are fewer homeowners that are actually in trouble this time compared yeah. to 2008. One-fifth less. Yeah, one, um, 0.2, you know, most of the 1.8, you know, million in forbearance have equity in their property to sell. 10% or more. Yeah. Yep. And then obviously we discussed about it number, again here as well. Number three, the current market can absorb any listings yeah, coming into the market. Okay. Yep. Now there's an, obviously another big one um, that's obviously putting in more relief for people in forbearance. And this is um, uh, coming straight from like Investopedia and the White House fact sheets. You know, Just as of last Friday, the White House released a fact sheet explaining that homeowners with government-backed mortgages will be given further options to enable them to keep their homes when uh, exiting forbearance. And that's going to be you know, some more opportunity for individuals that are still in a really tough position yes. to still have some relief on the side. And those are the buyers, those are the consumers, those are the homeowners that are at the most risk mm -hmm. of losing, right? Because mm -hmm. we know that FHA, you can put as little down as 3.5%, and there are some you know, government-backed programs, sponsored programs that will allow you to put down less than that. Yeah. And then your VA buyers can actually finance up to 100% of that property. Yeah. You know, so they are taking care of the most vulnerable segment of the homeownership. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, which is good. Obviously, there has to, and when something drastic like this happens, you know, with like what happened with the pandemic and obviously coming in 2021, the government has to get involved at some point in time. 
and create some type of options, you know, for, you know, the greater population of obviously the United States. And obviously we are a huge indicator of what happens globally as well. Mm -hmm. So they've gone this far and have stimulated, you know, the U.S., you know, substantially. I doubt they're just going to, you know, pull the rug out. Yeah, they're they're not not going to pull out the rug from under us. Trust me, these are big guys on Wall Street that if something like that happens, they're going to know about it. And, you know, that's going to be a a huge and drastic hit to a lot of people's pocketbooks. And I don't think there's going to be something like that that would actually occur you know, unless, like you say, the perception of what the market is going to happen. We always talk about the perception. If they start pumping in to the media that, you know, something is happening, we're in a recession, whatever, it's something that's probably maybe even prefabricated they already know about, and now we're here just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. You have to start making decisions that's going to be best for you and your family. All yep. right. Well done. Yep. So, guys, do we foresee, you know, a housing market, housing market bubble popping? No. Do we have a boom? Yes, absolutely. That is... 100% obvious that everybody can see, but do we see anything coming into the end of 2021, maybe even 2022? We don't know. You know, only data is going to tell. We're going to keep an eye on this, you know, for you guys. You know, what's going to happen in the gov- government? Are they going to do any more programs? Is there going to be more relief? Are there going to be any more changes? We want to make sure you guys have the information so you guys can make the rest, the best and right decisions for you and your family. Until next week, guys, we love you. We miss you. We'll see you on the next episode, okay? Take care. <laughs>